What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Terror Twins Podcast. It's your host, Travis, and with me, as always, is co-host and twin brother, Daltonius, Big Dick Maronius, Waldonius. How's it going? Fuck you. <laughs> and uh, we got episode number 49 for y'all today. It's uh, it's a special one uh, because we got a special guest with us today. It's the uh, it's the man behind the magic of our, uh, our intro theme. It's the one and only Terrordyne, Michael Helvin, Monster Mike. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, you had that nickname, Monster Mike. It's been fucking oh, God, a good dude. over twenty I mean, years. I'd yeah, say, probably safe to say. twenty years. Yeah, something like that. A long fucking time. I remember the first time we we laid eyes on you was at uh, Cobalt Cafe. That's right. Yeah. I think I told this story last time I did it. Did you? That mm-hmm. so? Okay, I think it was Cut Your Ties was playing, probably, and I was totally shammered, wasted, drunk. <laughs> And at that time, you guys wore matching clothes, had the same haircut, same piercings, like you, you were identical, mm-hmm. right? And I was so fucking shit-faced that I thought I was seeing double, <laughs> right? And so after the booze kind of stopped wearing off a little bit later on, I can't remember if it was, uh, I think it was Travis that I talked to. And I was like, yeah, man, I was so fucking hammered. I was seeing double unless you have like a fucking identical twin brother or some shit that you're playing music with. <laughs> and, Dalton, come here. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Cobalt Cafe. That no, place was cool. Yeah, it, it was. I, I found a, not, it's not the Cobalt, but I posted there today in my story um, a flyer from, or not even a flyer, a fucking, uh, what's it, like a fucking uh, contract for the fucking Allen Theater. Yeah. I had to fucking sign it and fucking say, <laughs> you're going to sell this many tickets, yada, 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 bullshit. Chain Reaction did that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I fucking, I did not like those years of having the fucking eventually that stopped and we just got to play shows but like yeah. Pay to play? yeah the whole pay to play thing was a fucking joke Dude, i miss showcase theater so bad i know that place was so rad they didn't give a fuck what you did as long as you paid your five dollars to go in and out yeah it's fucking free for all Rest we saw in peace. i know that place was rad i because we sometimes go to that 99 cent store still right there and every time i'm right there i'm like god fucking damn it like you're just sitting there you're a fucking shell of yourself what's going on man i actually have some uh pins in my car from the fucking that documentary they did uh darby's mom kayla she like one of her friends fucking like went to like the opening thing and they were giving out like little fucking pins and shit to have like little fucking show oh, see their backer right. wait they did a documentary yeah oh fuck yeah i i don't think it that it's streaming anywhere but i do know they did like i think they did like a whole month's worth of like i don't know if it was like every day or just weekend showings but they did like more that's than one showing rad. for it that's so. fucking rad it's pretty. Uh, I heard it. I heard it's good. I mean, fuck, Showcase Theater is probably it's probably just a bunch of dudes from the bands and shit that played there. So I feel like it had a special place in time. No, it did. Everybody that's listening that's not from California is like, what the fuck are these guys yeah, talking about? They have no I'm, idea. I'm sure there's fucking there's got to be like dudes and shit that are in the hardcore scene or fucking punk scene or whatever that have heard of the, heard about that place though from back of the day. Like, well, but back in the day, every hardcore band that was touring always played there. Yeah. Typically it was showcase and chain reaction. Those were the two spots to play mm-hmm. when you're touring. Yeah. I mean, fuck, I saw Bane there like five or six times at least. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I love their, their flyer layout too. Like yeah. it was always fucking like, so, so I catching to see like a whole fucking like, almost two months worth of fucking shows but like fucking every show be a fucking banger and even if you weren't like into that genre of music like you still fucking could recognize the fucking band names and fucking like damn that's a fucking banger for that show too I don't like the way you're fucking sitting there all fucking just out of it you're fucking I know what you have underneath your fucking shorts too 
This guy's wearing this guy's wearing a fucking paper jock strap right now. It's not a paper. It's jock a paper strap. jock strap. Did I crudely make a paper jock strap? It's pa- not a fucking paper. paper. No, it's not a paper jock so strap. I... Actually, I could have brought mine because I just had hernia surgery. Oh, so, see, so I know exactly. See, he what knows he's my pain. About. It's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Like yeah. it really is. Wearing a fuck. It's it's terrible. Show him your paper mache diaper. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, take him right. off right. before we get into. The Saw's family. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Oh, look, Travis yep, is wearing got... a jock strap. <laughs> Yay. I'm going to be honest, Mike. Before you got here, he was like, "Let me. you want to see the incision? And he, I was like, no, it's fine. And then he was trying to show it to me. And he, as soon as I seen that, I started laughing. I was like, when Mike gets here, show him your incision. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get a little tiny, I don't know if it's a shout out, out of the way. Because I have a friend that, she's not going to listen to the fucking episode unless I <laughs> So I figured that we could do it right at the very beginning so I can say like, hey, like three minutes and 23 seconds into it, like here's your little shout out. Do it. Okay. So I have a friend named Amelia, right? So she did like an open mic amateur comedy thing. Um, I don't know, a few months back, maybe six months back. I've lost all concept of time, (laughs) right? So she's not a comedian. She's an opera singer. Like she's a really good opera singer, but she kind of like went with some friends and they were like, yeah, you should go up there and like... Okay, let me lay out how Amelia is. So she is like the female version of the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> okay. Right. Like, like high energy. She's at like a level 14 100% of the time. And it's fucking awesome. Right. So they convince her to go up on stage and she doesn't do comedy. She's a singer. Right. And so she goes what's easiest, which is observational humor. Yeah. Right. You just talk about somebody. kind of pick on somebody or, or something, you know, to that extent. So yeah. the first thing that comes to her mind. Right. And she's 100% accurate, 100% accurate. And we will prove her right. I would say 15 seconds. And that's a conservative estimate. Okay. All straight men are secretly gay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. 110%. Yeah. I've meet gazed you like 20 times since you've got here. I mean, it's like, okay, think about it. Like I'm straight. We're all straight. Yeah. We're all married, mm-hmm. but how many times have you nut tapped somebody or grabbed somebody? Oh fuck. I grabbed Travis's ass when he gave me a hug. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's 100% accurate. And I think she went up there thinking like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to do some humor or whatever. <laughs> and she had no idea that she was like dropping some earth shattering like realizations. My, my quote unquote gang around, if you will. Cause that's, I mean, I don't know what other term to use for it. You know what I mean? Like I, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll just call it gang around for all intents and purposes here have gotten to the point now where my wife has dreams about me with other men. <laughs> That's how I know I like I've taken it to just to the the best like overall me like talking about dick 24/7 to where it's just it's affecting her sleep. <laughs> as long as you don't look into each other's eyes, it's okay. I mean I, I usually try to make full eye Yeah, contact. I was going to say <laughs> full on eye full contact. On. I can't nut if I'm not. Right. <laughs> I need I need that eye contact. Yeah. How do I know if you're into me, Mike, if you're not looking at me? Are you just enjoying staring? this? I don't understand. I'm not a big talker. I'm all, I'm more about like just visually looking at facial expressions. But as long as we scream Slayer, it makes it okay. It does. Fucking Slayer! <laughs> Fucking Slayer, brother! Here you go. You can hold this. That, can I hold that? Amelia, yeah. that's your shout out. All right, well, shout out to Amelia. You're right. You're 100% right. All three right. men sitting here definitely love the dong. 100%. The rings are just a cover-up. <laughs> yeah, they are. I was, that's why I was so happy to have that guy touch my schwans the other day. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. 
sir, you don't have to be erect for this. <laughs> In fact, I prefer you're not. <laughs> that seems like a really long, drawn out, like intensive ploy just to have a dude touch your schmunks. <laughs> it worked. Like, let me just go ahead and file an insurance claim and go through surgery and wear this paper jock strap for two weeks and lose the ability to have more children. But 100% worth he, it. At least he touched my dick. Yeah, he was nice looking too. Was he? Uh, he wasn't a bad looking guy. Did they have to shave you? I had to shave myself. Oh, oh you shaved so yourself. Yeah, they they um they like made it abundantly clear before I went in that they do not and will not shave me. That I had to shave myself. <laughs> And I, that's Kaiser for you, cutting corners. <laughs> See, mine was the exact opposite. They, right? shaved, they so, shaved you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they told me when I went in for my surgery not to shave. They just told me shower, you know, shower the morning of. Yeah. And I went in and and so it was like super quick where I had the anesthesiologist and they did the IV and all of that stuff. And they're coming by. He's like, okay, they're going to shave you. And, and the <laughs> anesthesiologist is looking at me and he goes, okay, you know, she's going to shave you up. We'll, we'll give you a nice Brazilian. Your wife will love it. <laughs> Did she love it? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. She told me she's going to listen to this. So I, I told her that we're basically just going to talk about dick most of the time and oh, gay yeah. jokes. And then like a little bit just of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just a smidge TCM. You, yeah. you set the expectations right where they need to be at. Right. So we always tell everybody when they listen, they're always like, uh, like oh, I'm going to check it out. I'm like, uh, we, we rarely talk about the movie. Just a little bit. So <laughs> if that's what you want an in-depth podcast about the movie, this is not the one. You know how many fucking times at work it's been brought up by fucking other people like oh yeah Travis does a it's usually Rod yeah Rod would be like Travis does a podcast if you hear something about a podcast he'll be like yeah Travis does one with his brother they do uh, horror movies and I'm, I have to say that same fucking thing every time like <laughs> it's majority fucking dick and ball talk and then there's just a skosh a fucking of whatever we said the topic was gonna be it's just that's literally just to get you to listen We're to us that's our clickbait clickbait is TCM today guys sorry <laughs> Now you're going to hear fucking three dudes talk about how much they love the dick, right? Sorry. Yeah, I'm not even going to tell my coworkers. We're, we're <laughs> almost 11 minutes in and we haven't said that's just a, a, All right. a testament to it's it. It's a testament to it. Okay, so this week we are doing the Tex Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Uh, per Mike's um, request, though, we're excluding part four. Fuck that part four. Yeah. <laughs> we're excluding that one. Uh, so we're going to be talking about part one. We'll briefly talk about McConnell. We leg. will talk about McConaughey's uh, right, robotic leg. So fucking stupid. I like when she gets the fucking con- the the remote to it. And it's yeah. like <laughs> it's fucking so stupid. Like a remote control dog. There I am Thirty seconds later. But that's what I request. That's what I went in for. I didn't even get a fucking vasectomy. I just had them add a fucking robotic brace around my dick. This world's smallest robotic brace, by the way. Oh yeah. If they were to put it on your fucking meaty schwans, it would have been fucking. My God! Go. I mean, they've made large advances in nanotechnology, so yeah. I think you're good to go. <laughs> you're good. You're covered. I'm, I am covered. It looks beautiful. I'll show you later. Good. I can't wait. I actually do want to see the incision later. It's honestly not much to look at, and I'm talking about my dick. <laughs> no, the, the fucking the incision's very fucking tiny. Like it's almost like I showed Amanda, and she was like, "That's it." And I was like, That's "Yeah, it, but it, I was like, "But it fucking hurt when they fucking burned it." Burned it? Yeah, they fucking they, they car- cauterize it. Yeah, oh, so they put a little patch. They were like, they put a patch on me, and she's like, "Okay, this is just for electrical electrical current because he's gonna." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then he came in, and I was like, "Uh," and he's like, "All right." And then like fucking they sh- they he gave me like shots in both testicles, and that fucking hurt because it felt like he was shooting fucking 
just the, I'm the most ice cold water of all time into my fucking balls. Like, <laughs> it fucking hurt. Like people were like, you know, it's be fine. You're nuts, nothing. And I was like, all right, whatever. And that fucking hurt. So I, I put on a brave face for that. And then I I felt the sensation of them doing the incision, the incision. Yeah. Which was weird. And I had every opportunity to look too because there was a fucking like mirror above me. And I was like, I'm not going to look at that. You're though. ready to I, look like you'll bust or something? Yeah. Seeing his hand on my fucking yeah. small wiener, I would have been like, oh, God, fuck. Um, Did you make eye contact? I didn't. I didn't. He was, he, he wasn't where I could make eye contact with them. Oh, I tried making small talk with him, though. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you could tell he was like, he didn't want to talk. And I was like, all right, I'll you just. Can't game last night? <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't game last night. Um, but, uh,. When, when it came time for him to fucking to, to cauterize it, um, he, like, announced what he was... He was announcing what he was doing the entire time. And then it fucking... I was like... I legitimately was like, ah! Because, like, fucking he did it, and I felt everything. And I was... In my head, I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to... Why do, why do I feel that? Like, it's supposed to be numb. But I felt the entire fucking burn. He was uh, like, he was like oh, I'm sorry about that. And he's like, I got to do another pass. And I'm like, what the... F- Fuck! <laughs> Why do you have to do it in the past? See, <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking. But it's when I when I fucking looked at it, I was like, dude, why did that burn so fuck? I mean, I know why it burned so fucking well, bad. Yeah, your but fucking the, testicles are being fucking just straight branded. The incision much. was like the like the, it literally is like not even like Could fucking. At least like fucking gave you like a major pain treatment or something. Oh, like broke my finger yeah. or something. Let me see your hand. <laughs> Let me take your pain off that arm. Yeah, that was... It was fucking rough. Like, that was just an excuse to touch your hand. Like, you need no excuse. Yeah. Should have been my dick. Oh. Should have been. It's coming. All right, so let's... Uh, <laughs> let's dive in here. Yeah, you, you lead the way. I'll lead the way, huh? So first up, we're talking about the 1974 classic. The Toby Hooper classic. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a film that, in my opinion, and probably a lot of people's opinion, changed the landscape for independent horror in American cinema. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Here, let's give you the microphone so you yeah. can talk. Go ahead. We're, uh, we're peasants, and we only have two microphones, and we're also gentlemen, so we gave the other microphone to Mike. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Chivalry's not dead. It's not. It's not. Um, no, I was just saying I definitely agree 100% that it definitely did change the landscape for... American cinema, at least from a horror aspect, I am a firm believer that we wouldn't have a lot of the slasher movies we do have now without the likes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, others might argue, obviously, that there was slasher films before that that predate it, but did they hold the same weight as Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. 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 Now, obviously, they hold weight, but not the same kind of weight, not the same kind of it's not that it has such a grimy feel to uh, feel to the film, but it, it slight to it, it slightly does at the same time. Like it just it has a, a more obviously like down south fucking. Oh, it's dirty. It's it's, it's dirty. The, the, you know, whole, the whole um, the whole the way it's shot. The um, give me the microphone, goddamn it! Can't give me the goddamn microphone. Uh, the way it's shot, um, the, the the grain of it, the the colors, like the the colors they they chose to use. Um, Everything about it, like it feels like a fucking grimy movie when you're watching it, mm-hmm. and it only adds to the um, the lore, if you would, of the film. Because I feel like the film has such a there's there's so much like um, 
like I guess lore is the only word I can fucking like 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 it's shrouded in mystery if you would when you've never seen it before and you're younger and you hear the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you've heard so many fucking things about it like and you heard like it's like one of like the the gnarliest horror films you've ever seen like I feel like there's a lot that gets talked about like when you're a young kid mm-hmm. and you're getting into horror films like that that movie when it's brought up like I always feel like there's a lot even I don't know if it's just because it's like a it it's like one of like the the like the Mount Rushmore fucking heads of pillars, the, if you will. pillars a, pillar. a pillar of horror a, yeah. pillar, a pillar of American horror cinema yeah. because it, it it actually it absolutely is yeah. um, at least in, in my opinion it is but um, but there's always there was so much when I was younger that was told to me about that movie and everybody was always like talking about like how like like man it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre dude like you gotta fucking see it man like was everybody a fucking burnout that you? Yeah, absolutely. Fucking literally, everybody was a fucking burnout. Mike, please let us know your opinion on it. I mean, if you think about it, so they were filming in '73, right? It came out in '74. Mm-hmm. It's raw, like mm-hmm. it, it is. It's got that grime. It's raw, and I, I don't know if it's the first slasher film, but slashers weren't really a thing in the '70s. No, you know, like I mean, Argento was doing his thing. Fulci was doing the zombie shit in the '70s. Yeah, yeah but, we're, but we're talking like late seventies for those ones. Yeah, like, this I mean, this is those. early seventies, you know, and and I think it was the first film that they had like a killer that was like fucking killing people with a chainsaw, like power tools. Yeah. Like it yeah. was always swords yeah. or guns or knives or strangling, you know, something like that. But like that motherfucker brought a power tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that that's a valid point. That's a that's a game changing. Uh, brushing our teeth. Yeah, that's no power tools. <laughs> That's a game-changing uh, weapon, if you would, because I, I think you're correct. I, I can't think of another another horror film or just movie in general where they were using a fucking saw as a weapon. No, I think that they they were the first. They were the first yeah. to do it. Yeah, they had they have had to have been had to have been. And and um, I think that this is the first story on on film in America too, where it had to do with a with the cannibalistic family as well too. Yeah, but I mean, they don't really go into that in the first one. I think it's kind of implied. Sure. Um, I mean, part two, obviously, it is first and foremost within like the first few minutes, you know, where it's chili, where, you know, he wins the chili cook off and she has the fucking tooth. <laughs> yep. She got the tooth. He's like, oh, it's 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 a whole peppercorn. Sorry about that. <laughs> Gross. I love it. Yeah, it's fucking shit. I yeah. Fucking... Part two is fucking fantastic. If it, if... You listen to the Terror Twins, you know that we're a massive fan of most fucking sequels to movies. I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is either, but we do prefer... Prefer fucking sequels. I don't know why. Is it because there's two of us? We're like, ooh, two twins. We're twins. Ooh. Is that what it is? I think there's a lot that you can do with a sequel. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just my own personal opinion, but I think the only legitimate sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre is part two because both of them are Toby Hooper. Yeah, Hooper uh, did the first one and the second one, and and one and two are polar opposites of each other. Yeah, definitely. Right? So one is it's dirty, it's grimy, you know the colors. It was filmed in the seventies uh, with a really low budget, so they were working with what they had. Mm-hmm. Um, and part two, you know, was filmed in the eighties mm-hmm. with like big production, high, you know, a lot of money backing it. Um, I think didn't Savini do? Um, part two, part two. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're going from probably people that were doing special effects in the '70s that didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I mean, well, they obviously did, but not 
they were on, not Savini's they're level. They're not on Savini's level. Yeah. You know, so they're they're two polar opposite films. Um I think both in in the seriousness of them as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one is is filled with fucking dread. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, it's I, I think what was it the they said like who who's going to survive and what will be left of them, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's super serious. And then part two is the polar opposite, and I, I legitimately think that Hooper needed to do that for a part two. No, yeah, absolutely. I part two definitely even not that there wasn't humor aspects in the part one, but part two definitely lays the fucking the 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 black humor harder right. you know what i mean like if they fucking they they go really ham on that and that i think that's just in large part thanks to fucking job top like, oh yeah bill mosley bill mosley fucking kills it. kills it in that one like there if i meet a horror fan and they say they don't like bill mosley and i'm gonna fucking if that ever happens i'm gonna fucking literally pull down their pants bite their fucking <laughs> dick off just clean the fuck off just <laughs> And that's going to be it because, if, <laughs> sorry, if you don't like fucking Bill Mosley, it just. Chop Top is the fucking he's shit. the fucking shit. Yeah. Like, no. Nick my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> and, and I mean, I don't know if you've had the pleasure of meeting him in person or I not. I, 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 fig- I figured. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to. I mean, you, you've been in the game fucking just as long. So, I mean, I figured there's no fucking way you, the amount of conventions you've been to as well, that you hadn't not fucking seen right. him. Um, but I mean. Never a bad fucking experience with the dude ever. No, never. Always got a fucking smile on his face. Is fucking will talk to fucking everybody that fucking whatever links they fucking want. I remember the first time I met him was in Chicago and we went and I fucking we chopped the shit up with him. No no pun intended. We chopped top the shit up with chopped up. Uh, and then we even came back the next day because for some reason that was like the last year in Chicago where it was still called Fango when they're still doing the Fango just calling it yeah. the Fangoria convention and. I remember he was fucking they weren't checking like to go into the main area they were checking tickets but because I didn't even the first day I went I didn't even buy a ticket till I got into that area I went to all the vendor booths and shit right and like that's where they had all the fucking guests and stuff too mostly too were in that area and I just walked in like I was just fucking in the hotel like fucking like I just a guest and they nobody checked nobody said shit so I came back and we came back the next day and brought fucking he was talking about what cookies he liked and I can't remember what cookies they were but we came back and we brought him cookies too yeah, I think little... he appreciates, um, you know, the fans are who what made. I mean, he's a fantastic actor. I yeah. mean, it, you can't take that away from him. Um, I think he he appreciates what it is instead of. I think there's horror movie people that they get their start in horror and then they move on to other stuff and then they just want to forget about the fact that they did horror. Yeah. you know, because it's kind of the entry level into Linda okay, well, fucking Blair. Yeah, Linda fucking Blair. Yep. You know, kind of like at least I got into a film and I'm acting, and then they want to forget about the yeah. fact that they did horror. And I think Mosley appreciates the fact that that is him, mm-hmm. and it's the fans, um, not taking away from his acting, but yeah. it's the fans who really, really latched onto him. Like you guys know how we got the role as Chop Top, right? No. So he did, it was like a parody of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it was like he was doing a parody of The Hitchhiker. <laughs> I right? see it. And I can't remember what it was. I or, remember or the this film. story now. So he, uh, Toby Hooper saw the parody and reached out to Bill Mosley and was like, yeah, we got this character called Chop Top. Like, you know, we saw your parody of The Hitchhiker and I think you would be perfect for this role. And uh, God, he was fucking perfect. Yeah, I could, I could think of nobody... It's like one of those characters where once you've seen the the actor portrayal of it, you can't you just can't picture anybody else being that character. Right. 
So he just he fucking nailed that Quint? to a fucking yeah. Qu- I mean, Quint yeah is another yeah, fucking. Like, we're, we're bringing up examples of examples, yeah. like I mean that goes for the the entire Jaws cast. Yeah, I can't think of anybody that at least the main three. I can't think of anybody who's like replaceable yeah. to to do those characters and mm-hmm. and Bill Mosley portraying Chop Top is just definitely falls in line with that. Like, there's nobody that I feel even now. Like that, I, that I could see could be like, man, I could see that guy. You know, if they ever remade part two, I, I could see that guy. For, I, they won't. Yeah. They won't. They won't well, remake they it. Do, they, they, they'll like they'll re- do like reimagining and using a chop top style character. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, possibly. Possibly. I just, I just feel like the the cash cow for 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 Hollywood for remaking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just to fucking do like a remake slash reimagining always of the first one. Yeah. Like that's like they're like that. they're they don't even have eyes fixated on part two or part three, part four. Fuck, why would anybody fucking want to <laughs> remake that? I mean, the first one is what made the franchise what it is. Sure. Because it sure. was, um, I mean, at that time it was pretty fucking shocking. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, if you think about like watching the first one, like Hooper legitimately thought he could get a PG rating. Yeah. Like if you look at it, like. <laughs> There's no really bad language in it. No, there's not. Uh, yeah. There's there's not a whole lot of blood. Like uh, little splatters here yeah. and there, you know, like where Franklin gets the fucking chainsaw. Yeah. Like there's there's that's, a little bit like of blood. Like the the most like the extent of like the most blood you see yeah. in the movie. You know, so there's there's very little blood, uh little to no bad language in it. Mm-mm. Um but it is like ultra fucking violent. Yeah. You know, um and and I've talked to people where people swear that they see the meat hook go through her. No, in the first one, I think the remake. It's been I only saw it once because yeah, it was yeah, fucking re- garbage. Yeah. They had the meat hook go through her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, they definitely they definitely upped the gore like level in all of the ones that preceded it. Yeah, absolutely. Like that was you know, but definitely for part one, no, you definitely but, not. I mean, you guys have known me long enough that I'm a less is more type of guy. Yeah, you know, and and like doing like the meat hook scene the way that they did it, where they they hang her on the meat hook mm-hmm. and you don't actually see it go through. You don't really see the blood. You just see her reaction. Yeah. You know, and it lets your mind finish it. And yeah. you know, your mind's always going to take it to the worst possible place. Absolutely. Um, I mean, so, okay. So I've got a theory okay. on Texas chainsaw massacre part one, the, the first one. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll preface it with the real villains in this film are not the Sawyers and Leatherface. It's the fucking kids, right? Well, I mean, they're young adults. Yeah. But it's the kids, right? So you've got irresponsible kids mm-hmm. that decide, okay, we're going to take our invalid brother on this like <laughs> road trip to the backwoods, Texas, you know, right? So you got Franklin who's constantly fucking complaining. <laughs> Sally. Come on, Franklin. You'll be fine, Franklin. <laughs> Right, so he's constantly complaining. They're irresponsible because you got invalid Franklin that's playing with a fucking knife the whole trip, and he's tearing up the goddamn van. Yeah, what a fucking asshole! So they're irresponsible. They even call him out on that in the movie. Yeah, they call him out. So they 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 go to the gas station, right? So every good horror film has a harbinger, Mm -hmm. right? So the cook, yep, is the harbinger. Because he says, okay, I got no gas, but you know, you don't want to take them gals over there. Yeah. You know, and they ask him about the house and he said, oh, people around here don't want you, you know, playing or don't take too kindly to people playing around on their property. So he gives the clear cut message there. People around here don't like strangers on their property. Don't fucking go. So they're irresponsible and they fucking run out of gas and they go to the property. They don't listen to him. Right. 
Not to mention they put Franklin on the side of the road to take a piss and he fucking falls all the way down the hill. Like a few years ago, my wife and I saw it in a theater and we knew that we were with our, our own people because as soon as he started rolling down the hill, everybody started fucking laughing. You know, like it's fucked up if you think about it. Yeah, like it's no. a cripple rolling down a hill and we're all laughing Man, at it. Man, fuck Franklin so hard. So let me get to back Franklin to my theory. Gets coming to fuck Franklin. Yeah. yeah, fuck Franklin. So the irresponsible young adults are the fucking villains in this movie, right? So they fucking run out of gas, right? And then they find the property and they're like, oh, well, I bet they'll give us some gas. They've got a fucking generator. Like, okay, just because somebody has something that you need that you irresponsibly don't have, you know, doesn't mean they have to fucking give it to you, right? And so I can't remember the dude uh, uh, where he's like, oh, I'll loan him my guitar, you know? And it's like, well, where are you going to get it gas? The gas station doesn't have any fucking gas. He yeah. said, I ain't got no gas. So how are you going to replace this gas that they gave you, right? So these irresponsible young adults break in <laughs> to a fucking house where there's a mentally handicapped person who's just trying to do like the housework, like do the chores, get dinner on the table for his family. And these fucking kids keep breaking into his goddamn house. Multiple times, yeah. Multiple times, you know, like they just fucking walk right in, right? And, and if you think about it, like, so they break in, Sally finally, you know, goes in and she's trying to like run away. Like you're on this dude's property. Yeah. Like he can do, I mean, in Florida, they've got the stand your ground law. You know, you break into somebody's property and you're on the property. Like, Hey, it is what it is. Like you done fucked up. Yeah. Right. Sounds so Sally, like something that would happen in Texas. Sally too. runs yeah. into the fucking house. And out of frustration, because you've got you've got Bubba, you got Leatherface, that multiple people have just broken into his house. And there's a scene where he's like looking out the window, where he's like, "Where the fuck are these kids coming from?" He's freaking out. He doesn't know how to handle people breaking into his house because he's mentally handicapped, right? So he chases her, and out of frustration, he chainsaws the door, right? I think, I mean, we've all punched a wall or two out of frustration. <laughs> You know, so, so, you know, that's probably the way that he takes his frustration out. Right. So she escapes and then she barges into this cook who is a responsible small business owner just trying to take care of his family and tells this wild fucking story about how this guy is chasing him with a chainsaw and all her friends are fucking dead when you fucking broke into the house in the first place. Right. So the Sawyers are not the villains in this film. The, the oh. entire time you've been telling this fucking this this theory, like the the sympathy for <laughs> like he's got Sally Hog tied up in this truck, you know, and he starts to take off, and then he realizes, you know, he left the door and the lights, like the door open and the lights on, and he gets out again, and he was like, oh, I gotta turn the turn the can't waste yeah, I gotta, gotta turn the electricity he's, off and lock up, you just know, just what a responsible business owner does. You know, and even in the second one, he also touches on him. He's just a small business owner and the man is trying to tax his taxes, taxes, you know, and it's like they're always trying to gouge it. Like he is legitimately just a small business owner that's trying to take care of his family. And these fucking irresponsible kids that ran out of gas and broke into their house are causing problems. You know what? You know what? They deserve to die. All of them. Fuck them. Fuck especially all of them. Especially Franklin. <laughs> fuck that little fat fuck. But yeah. so what's interesting though, so I, I just watched that documentary I was telling you guys about. Yeah. And and they wanted genuine reactions from from the actors, right? So for every death, they didn't want uh the actor to see Gunnar Hansen in dressed up as Leatherface. Oh, 
So they wanted like the genuine reaction, right? So I think it was uh, Jerry, you know, where he, he, he's in the kitchen where he finds a homegirl in the freezer, mm-hmm. right? And then Leatherface runs in and bashes him in the face. So they had a guy laying on, on the ground that had him kind of like by the belt so he could pull him down, you know, so he didn't get a fucking hammer to the face. Yeah. He had never seen Gunnar Hansen in <laughs> costume, right? And so the reaction that he had where Gunnar like fucking runs in was genuinely real. Love it. Tight. Um, I always yeah. like when when uh, when they, when they choose to do the uh, that sort of method acting where it's the I don't even know if it's considered method acting, but like the the keep keep the keeping the fucking the, the the monster of the film away from the the you get too used to it. Yeah, you get desensitized to it, yeah. and then you're, you like I I, I feel like uh, a lot of films have have uh, have used that, that, and like you can you can usually tell like. When it's genuine fear on the screen, like the first time like a, uh, a film had done that with a killer, like yeah, totally. Because and and so the scene, you know, at the end where um, where Leatherface gets the fucking chainsaw to his leg, mm-hmm. right? So that reaction was genuinely real because when he hit the strike strike plate, mm-hmm. he felt it and it was so yeah. fucking hot, hot that yeah. he thought he cut through the strike plate and cut his fucking leg. Yeah. Right, so when he screams and he jumps up and he reaches for his thigh, like that was a genuine reaction because he thought he fucking Ooh, sawed his leg. <laughs> Oops, yeah, no, I, I may I have sent her a little too that, hard there. That that little tidbit right there, I definitely recall hearing that little uh, trivia thing. But like the, the whole first film was just a shit show from the beginning. Like as far as funding, like they only had one outfit for Leatherface. Yeah, you know, and and like Gunnar Hansen isn't like a small dude. And they filmed this in the middle of the summer in Texas, right? So he only had one outfit. And when they did the dinner scene, I think it was something like 24, 25 hours that they they were, it was shut up in that house, all locked up. And then they had the, uh, uh, problem with meat too, right? Yeah. The meat started spoiling mm -hmm. and, and the head cheese started spoiling. (sighs) And you've got Gunnar Hansen that's been wearing the same outfit sitting in the middle of the Texas summer in a mask for like two months straight. He smells like what Franklin said the fucking hitchhiker was going to smell like. Yeah. He smells like a damn slaughterhouse. <laughs> to me, he probably smells like what Franklin's dick smells oh, like. Oh, God. I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> You're 110% correct. Franklin, just, I just pictured his fucking just sweaty little fucking disgusting schwantz in his tidy whities because he's wearing tidy whities for sure. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's definitely wearing tidy I mean, I don't know. Were, were boxers a thing back then either? Or was it all? Uh, was everybody just know. rocking tidy whities yet? I think everybody was rocking tidy whities. Where did boxers come about? I have no idea. It's a fucking... I don't know why my brain... Like, like that's a that's a legitimate question. And after this episode, I'm going to look up when the fuck did boxers come when out? Boxers because come out. Okay, Michael. So, got a couple questions for you. All right? Shoot. So... As you know, we usually do a general format of breaking down a movie. So we want to know your favorite kill from part one. What's your favorite kill? Franklin. Solid fucking choice. He gets a chainsaw to the fucking face because that's what he deserves. Like he is a whiny bitch the entire film. It took too long also. Like that motherfucker should have been one of the first to go. He really should have. Yeah, he was, he was fucking just Like I want to kill awful. him off when he rolled down the fucking hill. Yeah. Done. You know what? He's the only actor that actually got paid during production. So all, all of the actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the whole production, right? None of the actors were getting paid. And they basically said, okay, well, you, you can defer payments based on points 
you know, for uh, like the gross of the film. Sure. Right. So you'll get if the film grosses a lot, obviously you have more points and, and you get your payment based on the points that you have. Right. So there was two companies. There's a production company and then the film company. I think it was Vortex and something else. Mm-hmm. So they didn't tell the actors that there's two different companies and they ran out of uh, funding in like post-production. So they had to sell off the rest of their shares to the film. So like the filmmakers, like Toby Hooper and the filmmakers had like zero shares in it, which <laughs> all of the actors had points based on zero shares in it. Oh, no. And, and they, when they went around to all these distribution companies, like nobody fucking wanted it. You know, this is the early seventies. Like yeah. it's, it's a little too much. Yeah. And I, I think, is it Brainston films or something that, that, uh, who's the distributor? It's, I can't remember. I think it's Brianston. But that sounds familiar. They immediately were like, fuck yeah, we'll pick this up. And Got and <laughs> Bryanston Films was a fucking mob owned company. Like oh, they so were straight up fucking mob. Of course that, that makes That's sense. That's why they liked it then. Like, right? So Well the chainsaw? Fuck yeah, we'll pick it up. So all of all of the actors are like, Okay, yeah, I'll defer for the points, blah, blah, blah. And fucking Franklin was the only one where he was like, Hey, look, like you got bills to pay, I got a family, I got bills to pay, like fuck you pay me and they cut him a check for like 300 bucks for like his you know the whole thing yeah um but everybody else like they got paid way 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 later on the back end like gunner hansen's first royalty check was like 40 bucks (laughs) (laughs) the most iconic fucking person in the movie yeah he really is (laughs) oh god Uh, can we can we talk about part two and how they really fucked him yeah like yeah the fact that uh, what what is it? Bill Johnston Bill is, Johnston the, is the, the the Bubba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So they asked him back for part two, and there's two different scenarios or two different versions why he's not in part two. I tend to believe Gunnar Hansen because he's the one that got fucking shafted, mm-hmm. right? Production company said, "Oh, he took too long, you know, to get back to us, and you know, he wears a mask, so nobody really knows who he is," <laughs> and. Gunner's take on it was they offered him base plus 10%. So base is the bare minimum that the actors guild will allow an actor to be paid plus the 10% for his agent. So he went back and said, okay, what's this 10%? And they're like, Oh, it's an age for your agent. He goes, well, I don't have an agent. So they came back to him for just straight up base because why are we going to pay 10% to an agent when you ain't got no agent? Right. God. So they fucked him and basically said, well, nobody knows who you are. So bye Felicia. Yeah, yeah, they did him fucking dirty. Bill Johnson's good. He's good, but, but he, he ain't he ain't Leatherface. He ain't Gunner Hansen. No, it's like you know what though? Fucking uh, uh, any of the Friday Thirteenth films, like obviously King Hodder came later than the rest of the fucking bunch. You know what I mean? But it's still like once you've seen Kane Hodder as Jason, does anybody else really hold up like this with the same amount of weight? No, that fucking, of course not. Yeah, so there's there's pre Kane Hodder and then post Kane Hodder. Yeah, like. Kane Hodder is the is, fucking man. Exactly. Like if you think about it, his first film, it's like okay, how this dude wears a mask, he walks around, he doesn't talk, mm-hmm. like no dialogue whatsoever. So how do you how do you make his Jason stand out from all the previous Jasons? Yeah. And that was his breathing. Yeah. Right. You see him kind of like breathing, and it's like mm-hmm. okay, what the fuck is he gonna do now? Yeah. Opposed to just fucking standing there. Exactly. Yeah. So but it, just just use that as an example. You know what I mean? Like same same thing. You know what I mean? Like. Leatherface is Gunnar Hansen. Like, yeah, 100%. as much as there's, you know, I mean, there's, you know, obviously Bill Johnson was fucking great. Who, uh, what's the guy from Part Three? Uh, R. A. Miloff. Uh, R. A. Yeah, he, fucking that's awesome. My, that's my favorite uh, portrayal. Portrayal of Leatherface. Yeah. But I am in one hundred percent agreement that when you think of Leatherface, 
you think of part one, ipso facto, fucking Gunnar Hansen is the fucking that's the face of Leatherface. Yeah. Like that that that's the that's the betrayal. Like He's yeah, no one no one topped I mean, even even me saying that RA's um my favorite Leatherface, like did his portrayal smoke fucking gunners? No. Nobody's nobody's gonna be able to smoke gunners, just like you were saying that nobody's gonna be able to smoke uh, Kane Hodder's uh, Voorhees. So, but going back to what you said about uh, about what Mike said about um, about them not wanting to pay fucking um, Gunner the the ten percent. Honestly, from everything that I've ever fucking read and heard about Canon, I'm not fucking surprised that fucking <laughs> Canon like would would do that. Like Canon was fuck like. Albeit they put out a fucking a slew of fucking amazing films, not surprising. They were shady as fuck. No, I feel like if you see the Canon logo like pre-film, you know it's already going to be a good fucking. Movie. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what you're fucking getting. It's going to be fucking just not like over the top fucking just just catering to fucking guys like us. Yeah. <laughs> they they knew their they knew their target audience and they uh, dick loving dudes. Dick just a bunch of dick loving dudes. That's all you know. All you're going to see is a bunch of red hot cocks on screen and it's going to be fucking just a good old fashioned, just American fun, you know, just good old fashioned American fun, you know, just a couple of dudes touching other dudes, jerking them off, <laughs> licking their swans, you know? Yeah. 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 I feel like we did that mic would just pop up in the middle and just give a little. Just give a little. Okay, so you. I favorite... tried to have a Ridgeway sandwich, and 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 Dalton put a stop to that. I'm sorry. Yeah. You fucking dumb I son of a bitch. Gonna be in the middle and. You missed your opportunity. Ah, I'm sorry. You fucking stupid fuck. I'm sorry. What's wrong with you? And Michael... you're operating with two fully working balls. Yeah, I'm operating with fucking just. I'm like fucking Lance over here, man. All right, I've got fucking. <laughs> I they I ain't got no dick, man. Come on, right. man. You're fucking Franklin right now. <laughs> Franklin ain't got no. He probably had his. Well, he knows dick work. He, his dick he work. Pissing. He's pissing. Yeah, he pissed in a coffee cup or yeah, a coffee can or whatever. Dick perfect. His legs don't work. Just because your legs don't work doesn't mean your dick doesn't work. I think when he like flew down the hill, his dong was like fucking still like. Nah, he's got a baby dick, man. There's his. He's got, got Farva dick. There's no way that guy's got a fucking big dick. He's <laughs> he's got a little fucking chode down there. It's just fucking. There's no flappage. Your wife's gonna hear this and be like, "You weren't lying." No, 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 no. <laughs> she asked why we weren't gonna like ramp it up and just have it be just straight up. Like dick jokes, oh, the whole thing. Fuck, now I feel like we're letting her. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> she actually said yes. she was going to listen to it. But Wiener. I also informed her that both of your wives don't listen to the podcast. Oh, my wife does. Oh, she does. Yeah. Good for her. Mine listens to it very, uh, like, sparingly, if you would. Like, when she feels like listening to a po- she's she's not a podcast person ah. to begin with. So she says, like, it's it's like hearing people talk, like, doesn't, doesn't really do it for her. So she. Well, sex is quiet super quiet i'm just fucking stoic just fucking just no noise nothing it looks like i'm i'm not enjoying it at all like i'm just fucking just straight faced orgasm sound <laughs> that sound there. I, it's not going <laughs> to it <laughs> oh it is um so michael so you've said what your oh i didn't ask you Waldog. what's your favorite kill i think we could all be in agreement that fucking we we love when franklin fucking dies that's my yeah, favorite kill that's not my favorite kill though Really? What's yeah. your favorite kill? My favorite kill is when fucking the hitchhiker gets fucking ran over by the fucking big rig. All right. I, it's just pretty... All right. Pretty so we like to see Nubbins but, get fucking smashed, yeah. huh? Yeah. Nubbins getting smashed is fucking great. But, I mean, 
you guys can see this. The fucking people listening aren't going to know. Like, Franklin getting killed is just, it's right there, too. Yeah. Like, it's almost neck and neck. Uh, I like in part two, though, where, where Hopper goes in and he has that little heart to heart with Franklin's fucking sawed skeleton. <laughs> So I like that they brought back Franklin. Like the only two consistent things across the entire franchise are the saw and Leatherface. Like if you think about it, I mean, well, part two they brought back, you know, the cook and grandpa. Yeah, and they and, brought back Nubbins too. I mean, they brought so they brought back. Yeah, they brought back the Hitcher. Yeah, sort of. Sort of, just his corpse. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it, overall it's, that. Leatherface and the saw is the fucking yeah. literally the only the saw that's the common family. denominator between all fucking yeah. all of the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre films outside of that I mean there's they really I guess part two is like really the only one like storyline wise that that, that that ties in with part one and that's yeah, it's because Toby Hooper yeah. did did them both so that that makes sense part three was just a fucking was was just just another installment into the the franchise but honestly like has zero to fucking do with Nothing the first one at all like yeah. storyline wise like it did fucking it's it's obviously part it, four has it almost fucking... it almost doesn't make sense that that fucking like in part three like it almost doesn't make sense that there's just a brand new whole whole fucking brand new family yeah, but it's still like in that in that family name no it's still the same family name yeah but it, it it's like it uh, what am I trying to say here? So it begs a question, though. Does the the Sawyer family move around, or is there just a bunch of different like wings, See, that sounds, branches of the yeah. Sawyer family? Because I think three, I it's kind of that. implied that like the mom is there, mm-hmm. right? The mom's there, and then there's other family members, yeah. um, and whoever that fucking little girl is, I don't know who the fuck she is. <laughs> you know, yak and yak, don't come back. But like, we're Leatherface, like. Uh, uh, Fuck, I can't forget the dude's name. He throws his Walkman in the fucking stove, and he and Leatherface forces him to go grab no, his the, Walkman. The fucking again. the, the dude all, with, all the, with the hook hand. Yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, the fuck. What is that guy's fucking name? Uh, Tinker. Tinker. Yeah. Tinker. Well, um, Tinker's the one that gives him that new fucking shiny ass gold plate and saw his family. Yeah, that saw is fucking bitching yeah. too. That'd Goddamn. Sweet Imagine a replica of that, like just oh, sitting on a shelf, great. just all fucking just shiny as fuck. God. Yeah. But if we're going to talk about saws, can we talk about uh, dueling chainsaws in fucking oh, part two? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, one of my favorite things I think of part two is when Dennis Hopper goes to the fucking chainsaw store. <laughs> yes, like, yes. And, and he's like picking them up and moving them around. And he takes them outside and he's just like fucking going to town what? swinging his chainsaw. How fucking, how fucking, like the, the fucking old redneck dudes laugh when he's watching them fucking sit there and beat the shit out of the chainsaw yeah. with the stump. And he's like... <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> he reminds me of a uh, of fucking Hank Hill. Aww. Like if Hank Hill didn't work for a propane company, like he worked, at, he had his own like small business chainsaw business. That's like that's fucking me. Hank Hill. I fucking love it, dude. But yeah. like the dueling chainsaws in fucking part two, and, and fucking Dennis Hopper. Like Dennis Hopper is the fucking man, yeah. and and really he. He didn't have to do a horror film. Like he is already oh, no, well long established. Yeah. yeah, he didn't have to do that at all. Like his his career was his career was miles ahead uh, or miles above what most actors would probably consider them. Like like TCM Part Two would be like for for most guys on his at his fucking level around that time they would have been like I'm not doing that movie. Yeah. Like that like they would have been like that's what what was that going to do for his career? Not a goddamn thing. Just, yeah, just that 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 kind of topic reminds me of fucking 
when anybody uh, rigs up like a fucking uh, a movie where somebody's fucking the actor thinks they're above it. Fucking Kevin Bacon, Tremors two. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Kevin Bacon didn't want to do. He didn't want to do Tremors two. Tremors two because he was fucking his career was just. So and much better fucking, than that now. We all know how many fucking... Hey, but then look who fucking crawled back to the fucking franchise. He wanted to do that fucking TV show. He did, yeah. So that's that. And look what happened to the TV show. <laughs> fucking tanked. Tanked. <laughs> Nobody fucking wanted to watch it. Yeah. So I, I, I've got a story about Dennis Hopper. So Shoot. way back in the day, I lived up in LA in the Miracle Mile. Mm-hmm. And I worked at this little tiny coffee shop. Like it was in an alley. Like the entrance was in an alley called Backdoor Boba. I, they're probably not still around. but Backdoor it, Boba, huh? Yeah. So, like and, but there was porn. a lot of like art kind of, uh, um, I don't know, art houses, something yeah. like that. Right? And so... Bathhouses? Yeah. So I worked... The bathhouses of the 90s. <laughs> So I worked during the day by myself and they had like a little patio, you know, and we had a lot of regular customers. It was, we didn't get a whole lot of walk-ins. Mm-hmm. So I'm behind the counter and in walks fucking Dennis Hopper, you know, so I'm like, holy shit, trying not to fangirl here, you know, <laughs> oh, and, I'm slutty. and he ordered his thing and you know, I, we, we served food. So I did the coffee food. I brought it out to him, you know, and like chit chatted with him a little bit. turns out that he was having uh, an art exhibit, like he's uh, a photographer. Right, so he was in the stages of getting everything ready. So he's gonna be there every single day. They're getting the art show ready with all his photographs. So he would come and just like hang out because it was essentially right yeah. next door. It was a nice little getaway retreat, real fast. If you need yeah. to grab some fucking yeah. So he shit. would he would come and hang out, and and of course every day he's coming and he's staying there for an hour or two, doing whatever he's doing, working from there or whatever, you know. And so and since we weren't like getting a ton of walk-in foot traffic. Like I got an opportunity to kind of hang out, chit chat with them, fucking talk movies with them. Hell yeah. Nicest fucking dude. Super, super humble. It's so awesome. And he's such a huge actor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fucking he's done so much stuff and he he's was He's the goddamn deacon, nice. all right? He is the deacon. <laughs> he's the fucking goddamn deacon. You had, you had a nice talk with the deacon. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Oh yeah. My favorite role of him that he, uh, uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, sweet. That was yeah. my favorite Hopper role. I mean, aside aside from fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, because yeah. it's just so polar opposite. It but, really is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He does I, a good job in part two because he, he, he really plays that fucking, that outlaw cowboy fucking sh- uh, police officer who fucking just doesn't give a fuck. He's going to do it his way. And, uh, you know, remember the Alibo, cowboy. <laughs> I feel like there's lots of, like, there's not a ton of horror movies that take place in Texas, but there is a good chunk. Because it's um, fucking Texas, man. Yeah. Brazos. <laughs> God they, damn. I feel like, but like in a lot of those movies, there's usually like the the officers and shit that are from those areas and stuff are always kind of portrayed that way of like just being done my way or the fucking highway kind of kind of vibe. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, Michael. So we did your favorite kill. Now, who's your favorite character in part one? That's a good one. Hmm. I would probably say Sally okay. because she's, you know, like she's she's the fucking last girl. Yeah. You know, but that scream of hers, like Marilyn Burns, like you want to talk about scream queen. Like, yeah. okay, fuck. Uh, uh, oh, goddamn it! Now I'm forgetting her fucking name from Halloween. Laurie Strode. Um, no, no, no. Well, the character. Jamie uh, oh, Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, she's the quote unquote scream queen. Like, okay, yeah, she did a lot of horror movies. Who gives a fuck? Like, Marilyn Burns' scream. 
is so realistic. Yeah. And it's the same. She has that scream where she's screaming through the entire film. And then you go a little bit deeper into Hooper's catalog with Eaten Alive. And she's got the same fucking scream. I know you guys love the animal horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she's got the same scream, you know. So I think the shit that she's been through, you know, she watched her fucking invalid brother get chainsawed to the face. Mm-hmm. You know, she escaped Leatherface. She jumped out of not one but two fucking windows and still yeah. made it out alive. <laughs> she sure the fuck did. That's a solid choice for favorite, for favorite character. Oh, really, and really she is. she did kill that that role she fucking murdered it and the scream like you said it was is fucking just you could feel it's it it's iconic too at that that's like one of the most iconic endings to a fucking movie yeah that and she um was with with the oh, ending no, topic this the whole time like talking to your fucking dong down here with with the fucking uh <laughs> gonna press my lips on it. <laughs> with with the with the ending no, um, that's actually my dick that's not the microphone anymore i know i know um it's delicious. <laughs> it's, it's quite delicious <laughs> The way that she's like the portrayal, <laughs> with the way that she's like the the portrayal of like psychoticness, like that instant snap where she's like losing her shit when she's when she's getting drove away in the back of that fucking yeah. is just, dude, like she legitimately fucking looks like she's fucking lost it, yeah. like she's just yeah, fucking, like she she's fucking, gone, she's fucking, fucking shit cool, fucking as cool as she could, yeah, like during she, the fucking ongoings and then yeah, and then she's just fucking. She's checked out, fucking the light. The lights are on, but no one's home anymore. Like yeah. that, that was like she's, her. She's fucking. She, sure, she's about to go fly well loose and just fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she fucking like the. She did such a good job. I like agree. she looks like fucking like she's just, like, like she's legit been through the most traumatic experience that anyone's ever fucking gone through. I mean, she portrayed and she has, <laughs> but I mean like she like but like the the realness and like the portrayal of it, like the emotion yeah. that that she portrays, like. Comes off the screen like she fucking ate so. Some head cheese. She probably would have. She, she should have some head cheese, you know. Bubba, he makes yeah. makes it real good, you know. It's real good. You're gonna love it. You yeah. know what ending scene that reminds me of that too is House of Thousand Corpses, mm-hmm. where she gets into uh, gets into his fucking convertible and Spalding's, she's like, yeah, yeah Spalding's ver- uh, vehicle, Absolutely. and she's like, oh, I'm fucking safe, and then Bill Mosley yep. fucking pops oh, up out of the back. <laughs> good old Bill Mosley. Yeah. Gotta gotta fucking love him. I feel like Chop Talk's character, like like. The script probably called for, I mean, he had dialogue, but I think they probably were like, okay, here's the generic format that we want you to follow. And then Have you fun. just do your fucking thing. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's, I don't think that they wrote every single line that Chop Top did. Like, I, I think they it. told him no. just do your fucking thing. Occasionally here's a corpse that you can dance with. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, I mean, the my Sonny Bono wig. <laughs> <laughs> you dented my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> I fucking love it. Incoming <laughs> mail. That's fucking so good. He's fucking nutty, like yeah. real fucking nutty on the screen. Like it's so, so fucking that man. That character is fucking just so goddamn good. See, Can't, I mean, I'm sure both of you guys follow him on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Follow, so like, even just seeing him in real, real life, like his day to day shit that he fucking posts, almost just feels like stuff that Chop Top would post. Yeah. If you will, it's like it's weird. Yeah. The, I I I think with characters. And I mean, I don't know. I'm not a fucking actor, but by any stretch of the imagination. But I think like the ones like where you can bring a little bit of yourself into the character, it, that probably helps a lot for for the actor because I mean, the, there's if there's some truth to that character to you, like it, it it's only going to trans. I, I would imagine it only translates better on 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 film because you don't really have to fucking 
act too much. Obviously, he's not a fucking psychotic killer in real life, but the the quirkiness, the quirkiness of, of that character, I feel like all him, all him, all him, totally. Yeah, like it's fucking. He doesn't. He didn't have to fucking stretch too far to fucking to to portray that. Um. So well, if we can, oh, what's your favorite okay. character? My favorite. Oh, from part one. Part one. We're gonna move them over. It's Franklin, obviously. No, it's fucking not fucking <laughs> Franklin. <laughs> Uh, my char- my favorite character from part one is the hitchhiker. Same. Uh, Edwin Nil. Uh, the hitch the hitcher is. Uh, I got this knife. It's a good knife. <laughs> um, I love characters like that, mm. um, where it's just like the unhinged fucking just like there's that character just feels fucking dirty. Yeah, he was fucking dirty. Yeah, definitely. Was I feel like dirty. I could smell him through the film. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he and the way he just the the way he made everybody in that fucking band just completely fucking uncomfortable. They had no clue what the fuck was gonna happen. Also, like I know it was the seventies and things were different and stuff back then as far as picking up hitchhikers and whatnot. But like as soon as I seen that guy's face, even if I was feeling kind of good hearted and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna give this guy a ride, I would be like, nope, sorry, dog. I was just pulling over. Just I gotta, I gotta take a piss. Something, anything, make up a lie. Not that guy's not getting in the fucking van. I mean, but think about it. He invited them over for dinner, and then they fucking kicked him out. We know your thoughts. They kicked him out, you know. And then, and then when he she comes back, he's like, I thought you were in a hurry. I mean, Mike's got a lot of valid he's points got, here. He's got a lot I'm just of valid saying, points. if if Mike was fucking had to go up on the fucking stand and fucking plea, he, plea, plea the fucking case for the Sawyer family, I think Mike might win. Mike. I, that's all I'm saying. Especially in the fucking in the small town of Travis County, Texas, I think. I'm just saying, you know, I just, Mike <laughs> might be a big big city boy lawyer, but you know, I I think he's you know his fancy words are gonna fucking. I just pictured Mike in like fucking like. Just with old school lawyer pants pulled up to here, just fucking like the oversized coat yeah. that doesn't fit. Exactly. <laughs> now these teenagers are around here running amok around. So, last last thing for TCM part one, and then we uh, move on to fucking part two. Well, I know yeah. we've already touched on part two, but yeah. we dive a little deeper into part two. Um, Mike, this is a very serious fucking question. Okay, yeah. if you were gonna fuck one character from TCM part one, which character are you fucking? I can't remember the name. The she's got the uh, like the open back shirt and the red short shorts. Oh, it's fucking uh, the homegirl that gets the fucking meat hook. Yeah, hundred percent. Pam. Yeah, yeah Pam. Hundred percent. Or I, Franklin would be my second choice. Yeah, solid. He deserves a good uh, or a good hate fucking. <laughs> Just fucking really laying into him. Just fucking. <laughs> 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 Just fucking. <laughs> really fucking just, just eye contact here for a second so you can see. <laughs> I mean, if Pam wasn't available, you know, may, I don't know what she's got going on in her life. Maybe she just, was just unavailable. Um, Franklin doesn't seem like he has a lot of friends. You know? So <laughs> maybe he, he could, a good sympathy he could fuck? use a friend, you know, <laughs> a friend a with friend. benefits. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, you know. So in that case, sorry. You're being a gentleman then and give him a reach around too, like whilst you're fucking him because. No reach around. Oh, damn. You did say hate fuck, so... Yeah. All right. I didn't say that. Travis. I said hate fuck. Look, I was trying to be nice about it. Right? I'm was, trying to be a gentleman here. <laughs> I was going to lube it up and inch it in like a gentleman. All right. Waldog, who you fucking? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fucking lube up that fucking weird fold fucking cut that the hitchhiker's got on his face and just fucking plow into it like a <laughs> fucking like a bulldog's fucking fold or something. Ew. 
Gross. I want my dick to smell like head cheese after. Yummy. That uh, head cheese after 25 hours of filming oh. in the summer. Oh, I would have. I wouldn't have lasted a fucking day on that set with that fucking smell. No, your gag me. reflex too. Yeah, I'm fucking done, dude. Yeah. That that's no no fucking way. I'm mm. I'm done. I'd be like, all right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure fucking being on set with all of you. Um, I'm going home now because I'm not fucking gonna sit here and smell that. And if I can close out who I would fuck, I'm fucking Franklin. I, I have to hate fuck him. Okay. There's nobody better. I mean, never mind. Pam's a fucking smoke show. So is, so is fucking Sally. They're both fucking beautiful fucking women. Um, you want to hang Pam on your fucking your meat hook? I'm fucking meat hook. My meat hook's no good right now. I could do nothing oh, yeah, with it. You got nothing. Um, but Franklin's getting fucking hate fucked. I'm going to just You're willing fuck. to open up your incision. I'm willing. Like if Franklin <laughs> was here right now, fucking I would just take his little fucking invalid ass, pull him off the wheelchair, throw him down on the ground. Pull down his little stupid fucking tidy whities and I'll just fucking lay into him. Just roll him out the door when you're done. <laughs> roll his ass down the hill. Get the fuck out of here, Franklin. Come on, Franklin. It'll be fun. Well, I'll tell Franklin. him that the entire time. Come on, Franklin. It'll rats. be fun. Fucking just, yeah. Fuck him. Who the fuck is Scam Likely, Pico Rivera, California? Sorry, I don't know him. Should have answered it and fucked with him. Should have been like, come on, Franklin. It'll be fun, Franklin. All right. Also, one more thing. What are we giving TCM part one out of a 10? What are you giving it? One out of 10? What are you, out of, from one to 10, what are you giving it? One to 10? Yep. Chef's kiss. There you go. Yeah. Fan fucking tastic. Same. It's a, it's a fucking icon movie. Like, it's, it, it deserves nothing less than a 10. Is it not the fucking, obviously, we're fucking a couple of gore hounds here. And I know. Mike, as much as he says earlier that less is more and he's a less is more kind of guy with horror, he's also a gore hound too. This, this he, is true. He loves it. So that'd be the only thing I would change about this film would be more gore. More red stuff. More red stuff. More icky. I think if it had more gore, it wouldn't have had the the impact. I, I, I would agree uh, with that, yeah. Because two had tons of gore. Oh, it does, Tons yeah. and tons of gore. Yeah. So I think with the lack of gore um, plays a huge factor I would agree it. with that, definitely. I mean, but Chef's Kiss all the way. I mean, yeah. dude, I've got the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part One tattooed on my goddamn forearm. You do, you know. This is true. And I've had that for a very long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. They don't call him Monster Mike for no reason. Nope. They were Talk talking about, about his dick. dick. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> twinsies. I got to give it a fucking ten out of ten too. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a perfect fucking, it's a perfect film. Yeah. It 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 does. It does exactly what it set out to do, and is why it's why it's timeless. It's why kids these kids to this day fucking fall in love with it when they fucking see it. Um, it's just there's gonna be people even after we're all fucking three long dead and gone. There's still gonna be people fucking. There's somebody that's gonna come across a DVD and be like, "What the fuck is this relic?" I'm not gonna bring up VHS because actually no, I mean everybody fucking is back on the VHS bandwagon and fucking collecting them like they're fucking no graded VHSs, man. By the way, since you just said that, that is the most fucking... St- it pisses me off from a collector standpoint. You created a market that doesn't need to fucking be there. Thanks, assholes. VHSs should be like fucking two, three bucks at a fucking swap meet. That's what the fucking fine should be. Not, ooh, look at this VHS and I got it graded by some fucking... Who, who, who's grading this and giving it that value? Like, who, who the fuck said, oh, because I put it in this case, so now that it's locked in this case forever, it's graded at a 10, and now it's worth fucking... 50, 60 fucking thousand dollars. Oh boy. Like, no, fuck you, asshole. Yeah, but like, honestly, though, even, even with that, I mean, 
If no one ends up, if, if everybody sticks to their fucking guns and just doesn't fucking buy that bullshit. The problem is people nowadays don't stick to their guns with that in the collecting world. They fucking buy into that fucking stupid bullshit and fucking create markets that don't need to fucking be there. Like, but VHS, it had a place in time because I still have fond memories oh, yeah, of, of going to the video stores. Not not Blockbuster, like the mom and yeah, pop hole small yeah, the, hole in the wall. They had a certain smell mm-hmm, to yeah, them. Absolutely. You know, and and it was the, the area of the fucking video nasties. Yeah. You know, where you put the craziest shit on the front cover. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the film's fucking no, garbage. But you see but, that, you're like, fuck, I want to... Yeah. yeah, I mean, and my parents never really cared what I watched when yeah. I was a kid because it's it's just make believe. It's not exactly. real, so they didn't care. It's the reason we're all and, sitting here now, right? And so I would go into the video store and find whatever piqued my interest yeah. for that night and fucking rent it. A lot of times they were fucking garbage. Yeah, or I just couldn't appreciate them at that yeah. era in my life. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, that wasn't a dig either. VHSs. I'm a fucking. I got fucking plenty of fucking VHS out there, and I we did the same fucking thing growing up. It was just more of a, I get heated every time I fucking, because obviously, I mean, you know, Instagram's fucking algorithm, they fucking just give you fucking shit they think you want to see and stuff, and because I post collectibles and stuff, I get these fucking little ads, it's like, it'll show like a fucking, it'll be like, oh, look at these vaulted, they're at this fucking museum, and they're graded, and they're like with these stupid price tags, where I'm like, a fucking original copy of the Goonies in VHS just because it was never open doesn't mean that it's worth fucking 10 G's. I don't know. That's no. It could have been fucking way less than that. I'm just saying, like, using it as an extreme example. Like, it, just because you fucking put it inside of a fucking acrylic case and put a little number up top that said 10 on it doesn't, like, you, you're ruining collecting doing that. Like, yeah. collecting is for fucking fun and fucking, like... I don't need something graded to tell me, like, this is fucking awesome. Like, well, they do that with video games, too. Yeah, I know. It's fucking... It's crazy. And they, I mean, I grew, we grew up fucking collecting fucking cards and stuff, too. You know what I mean? Disregarding fucking... I mean, I grew up fucking... I'm still a fucking Pokemon nerd. But, like, sports cards and stuff. Obviously, we're all fucking sports fans here. Like, we grew up fucking collecting sports memorabilia as well. And same thing. Like, that... I never had a problem with, really, growing up. Because I guess I was around it the whole time. And the, the sports Beckett and all that shit, like, grading stuff, was always there for cards. But when it started like transcending cards into other things, I was like, really? Like, come on. Come on here. Sorry, yeah, that's it, my fucking rant. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't feel so fucking hot, Walrus. What do you mean, man? What's going on? It's, he's fucking coming. What's, what's fucking going he's on, man? He's fucking coming. What do you mean he's coming, man? He's